Hey there, ladies. You are tuned in to Being Eve. I am your host, Casey Alexis, so let's jump right in. Hey there, ladies. It's Let's Talk Tuesday, so let's talk. So, ladies, you know, the topic of our conversation today is going to be surrounded by the word superficial. Um, This word has been on my mind and it's funny because my sister and I was having a conversation and then she brought up um, superficial in regards to relationships, right? But with me, I I was thinking about it in regards to dealing with certain things in our lives, right? Sometimes we deal with things on the surface level and um, that's pretty much what superficial means. It means that just dealing with the particular thing at the skin level, right? The 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 top level, but not really digging deep um, within the situation. Just like it, with anything else, superficial relationships. So relationships based upon you giving and receiving, sometimes just sexually, sometimes just for basic needs, right? It doesn't have any depth to it. There's no real love and admiration for the person. And a lot of us have experienced that before, being in superficial uh, relationships. But that's what brought on uh, the the first thought of the superficial. I was thinking about a relationship that I had with a person back in the day and the relationship was extremely superficial, ladies. It was nothing deep. Um, it was me giving, of course, as always, because back then that's who I was, right? And the person was just taking. But even when they gave to me, it was very superficial. It wasn't anything deep. It wasn't anything that literally empowered me to be a better person or anything like that. But I bring up the topic superficial as a Let's Talk Tuesday situation is because a lot of us are dealing with life superficially. A lot of us um, are dealing with God superficially. And um, I say this with as much love as I can um, by telling the truth, ladies, When you deal with things superficially, if you're dealing with your relationships on a basic needs type of a level, when you deal with God that way, when you deal with life that way, you're just going to receive basic. You're never going to get past that because you're not dealing with the core issues. And um, whenever you deal with life that way, um, it can get very difficult because life is not superficial, right? Um, Life is very deep. Um, Life can change. Life can hurt. Life can grow. Life can love. Life is all about movement. And so none of that is superficial. Um, And when you deal with life on that level, you don't receive the best parts of life. All you are doing is surviving and that's basic survival. And I want to talk about this particular topic to encourage you all and inspire you all and empower you all just as much as I do myself to move past the superficial, move past the super 
superficial relationships, the superficial friendships, the superficial connections that have no deep core value in it. And if, and, and if you're dealing with yourself superficially, it's time to put that to an end. It's time to dig deep and start getting deep about everything that you're doing. Um, we're going into a new year. We're in the month of September. We're uh, the 2020 is a couple of months away. And you know, we always have these goals and dreams and visions and things that we want to accomplish, but we can't do that, ladies, being superficial about our life. You know, we can't do that anymore. It's, it's, let's not tolerate that anymore. If we have friends and sister friends and um, relationships that we're in and we're just basic, superficial type of a thing, it's time to put that to an end. It's time to require more, more out of yourself and require more of a deeper connection with others. That's what sustains us as we continue to grow and continue to level up. If we're not being, um, iron sharpens iron. If no one is sharpening us to be the best us, if no one is telling us like, yo, I'm sorry, I got to go New York real quick. Like, yo, that right there, what you're doing right there, that needs to come to an end. If you don't have anyone challenging you to go deeper, it's time to find your tribe. It's time to find your people that's going to help you to get past the superficial living and that's going to push you to pursue better for you. I am so uh, on fire about this right now because life is worth living. Life is worth living. Even when there are moments where we have challenges and things that's going on around us, it is worth living. Even when we have situations with our finances or health and issues, and it is worth living. It is worth seeing the best parts of you come out of those situations. And I know it is tough. I've been in those situations before. I've seen those things before. I've seen people rise up through them and I've seen people debilitate. And I pray for each and every one of you all that you will rise up from whatever situation that you're going through and you begin to demand to live a life above superficial living. Um, and I, I, I pray that you all, as you listen to this message, that it doesn't come across as I'm being preachy or um, chastisey, if that's even a word, I just created that, y'all. But um, just really want to encourage you all to live the life that you have been called to live. Some of you are in situations that you really don't need to be in, and it's because of fear. It is because of doubt. It is because you are uh, afraid of going deep. You're afraid of going deep with God. You're afraid of going deep after your dreams. You are afraid of going deep after the things that belong to you. And you're allowing that fear to rob you of the life you were destined to have. And it's time for us all to stand up and say enough is enough. How long will we continue to allow the same patterns? How long will we continue to allow the same things over and over again that may look different, that may appear different, that may feel different, but are exactly the same thing to hold us 
captive to less than. We deserve more than. We weren't created for less than. We weren't created for a life that depletes us and takes from us. We were created for a, to have life and to have it more abundantly because there was a great sacrifice, y'all, that was made for you to have that life. Okay, there was a great sacrifice. That sacrifice, okay, and I know that I've been really biblical <laughs> these past few podcasts, but again, ladies, like I told you in the first episode, that's it's a part of me. I cannot deny it. I cannot even shut it off. It's just It just comes out of me, so I have to go there. There was a great sacrifice, ladies, that was literally made for you. Okay, when he made that sacrifice, he had you in mind. He had your birthright in mind when that sacrifice was made for you on that cross. When he was beaten, when he was crucified, where the blood was shed from his head, from the thorns, from his side, okay, He had you in mind. He had your life in mind. He had everything that he placed in you because he was there at the beginning. He was there at the beginning when the earth was formed and shaped and molded. He was there. So everything that we all have for this thing called life, he sacrificed himself so that we can have it. So when we deny that, when we allow ourselves to continue to go back to things that we have no business to go back to or allow people to oppress us in circumstances or situations, it kills, it sacrifices him all over again because it's like we, we're not receiving it. We're denying it. We're saying like, no, I don't believe that that was for me. I'm not worthy of it. When he's, you are You are, he overcame so that you can overcome. And if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the son of God. I'm talking about the man, the God that came in man form in order for us to live and breathe and have that abundant life. And I know some of you may be listening right now. You're like, you know what, Casey? I don't believe what you're saying. And I I just want to challenge you to look into it for yourself. Challenge God to show you who he is. And hopefully, as you challenge God to show you who he is, he will show you. That's all I can say. But all I can share right now is my faith and my belief and what I know to be true in my own life, ladies that that sacrifice was made was for you to live and not die. That sacrifice was made for you to have what he called for all of us to have, and that is life more abundantly. Enough with the oppression, enough of living a life below your standards and below the means that he has created for you. Life is meant to move. Life is meant to grow. Life is meant to be bold. Life is, do you, we, we, when we see the flowers growing, when we see the trees blossom and grow, they're bold. They're bold and vibrant in color. They're bold in their, in their length and their size. 
They're bold. When you see certain animals and lions and lions, all of them are bold in whatever capacity that they are designed to hold. You look in the oceans, you see whales, you see they're bold in, in the place that they're, they reside. How much more for us as human beings designed and created and fashioned in his image? Life, ladies, life, go after it. Go after it. Anything that is stagnating that life, anything that is stagnating you from growing, you have to let it go. I'm encouraging you and I'm saying it as much as I can to hopefully empower you and give you the courage that you need to literally stand up from underneath whatever oppressive thing that is holding you back from living the life that you have been designed to live. Can you imagine oppressing a plant from growing? You know, putting something on top of it and not allowing it to grow. It won't grow. It won't grow. Can you imagine cutting a plant and breaking its stem? Would it be able to grow? It won't grow, ladies. You are called to grow. You are called to bear life and be life. And anything that is holding you back from it, you have to deal with it head on. Whatever is required, if healing is required, if it means that you have to look at your past and deal with past hurts, then do it. If it means you have to leave certain things behind, certain people behind, then do it. If it means that you have to seclude yourself for such a time to get your mind and your body and everything right, then so be it. Do it. As long as it's in line with life, right? You're not hurting anyone because you don't want to do anything that's contrary to life. Life is a good thing. Um, So as long as you're not hurting anyone, you're not hurting yourself, but you're doing things to improve yourself, improve your self-worth, your self-value, exercising, taking care of your body, eating right, doing those things that's going to help motivate you and push you to being the best you, um, reading books, reading your Bible, reading your word. Like I've recently read the book, The Alchemist. It's not a, um, I, w- I would say it's a kind of a religious book because it does have religious connotations to it. It has a little bit of everything. But when you read, I read that book and I walked away so empowered by some of the things that were said in the story. Read books, empower yourself to live beyond what anyone thought or imagined for you because you have it in you. Surround yourself with godly people. Surround yourself with good people. Surround yourself with people that are doing great things. It will rub up on you because when you surround yourself with those type of people and they're doing amazing things, you get motivated because again, life is movement. So when you surround yourself by people who are living and thriving and they're doing it and they and they are having you in the midst, you will want to begin to embody those characteristics to do better for yourself so that you no longer are operating in a place of lack and in a place of death, but more in life with richness. And I'm not just talking about material wealth. That comes along with everything else in whatever capacity the Lord has designed for you to have wealth. But at the end of the day, the wealth that I'm talking about is mental wealth, okay? Having a a sound mind. I don't care how much money. I've had it. Listen, ladies, there was a time, my husband and I, when we got married, we were really young. I was 24. 
And I think he's a, uh, three or four years older than me. So 29 at the 27 or 28 at the time, 28 actually. And, um, when we got married, we, you know, we, we were blessed where, where we, the home that we were able to settle in and all that was good. Um, and then we finally purchased our home. We were, I was 29 years old when we signed our, on our first home, closed on our first home. My parents did not close on their first home until they were, I believe in their forties or probably fifties, right? I was able to do it at 29. That was an accomplishment for me because I thought that, whoa, look at how young we are. We were able to do it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, ladies, guess what? We had the car. We had the home. We had the money. But in the home, it wasn't a home. It was a house because there was no real love. We lacked compassion towards one another. There was no peace. My mental wellness was, I was not wealthy mentally. I had no joy at the time because there was so much struggling going on, spiritual warfare. All of that was happening in the home. So who cares about wealth when you don't have a sound mind? Who cares about wealth when you don't have peace? And we see this all the time, right? When we see celebrities who are wealthy, literally on drugs, trying to make it to the next day. And that's that superficial thing, right? That superficial, um, items that we use to try to get over to the next day. We use superficial relationships, um, superficial things like drugs and alcohol to try to make it to the next day instead of dealing with the core issues, right? And healing from those things so that we can live the life and have the peace that we need. So um, going back to the wealth thing, having those things are great, but if you don't have those things with a good, a healthy mindset, with uh, peace and joy and, uh, and love in your home, what's the point? What's the point? We know people that have all of that and they aren't happy. They're in unfruitful marriages. You see them all the time. They're, Michael Jackson died, you know, taking Provovol, I think it was, just to sleep. Whitney died in the tub on overdosing. And these people had notoriety. They had riches, but yet they didn't have that mental wealth and, and they didn't have peace in their heart. They didn't have joy. And all of that, I truly believe that comes from God. And so we're not connected to the to our father. We're not connected to him and getting everything that we need and getting deep. Because at the end of the day, we could deal with God superficially too. I used to deal with him like that. It was like, okay, God, so if you give me A, I will do B, <laughs> right? I, okay, Lord, I will, you know, give my 10%. And when I give my 10%, I expect you, as your word says, to open up the gates of heaven and pour me down a blessing. And that's on that period. <laughs> that's how, that's the superficial relationship, that ATM relationship that you can have with God. Like, okay, you give me what I want and I will do the basic I won't, I won't, I won't deal with my own issue. I won't come to you to deal with my issues. I won't really submit to your will. I won't die to my own desires so I can commit to everything that you have called for me to do. Because there are some things, ladies, that we desire that may not be the best for us. And it doesn't line up with what God placed in us. Yeah, we can probably do them, right? Because the Bible says that, 
everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So yeah, go out and do it, but it won't reap any benefits. It won't reap the rewards that you really supposed to have. So sometimes our will doesn't line up with God's will. And that's why we pray, Father, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that we, our, our wills will line up that we will submit our will onto you. That's a deeper relationship where we say, Lord, you know what? I forsake my own will so that I can have what you desire of me and I will be obedient. Can you imagine as an adult being obedient to God, right? That means doing things that sometimes we don't want to do. And that's on a deeper level. That goes beyond surface where it's just like, okay, God, I do A and you give me B. And if you don't give me B when I want B, you know, I'm going to rebel and do what I want to because that means you're not real. That's that surface level stuff. But the deep stuff is when you ask for something and he doesn't respond yet. Or he says, not yet. Or he says, you have to wait. Or he says, no. And then now you come to an understanding. You, be, you, you, you receive what he says and you wait on what he desires for you. You wait for the better. That's that deeper relationship with God where you begin to hear his voice and know his voice. And you just don't hear it and know it, but you also follow his voice. And allow him to guide you and allow him to give you the peace that he desires to give you in the worst circumstances and situations. I read the verse, I believe it's in John 10 verse 10, where it says, the thief comes to kill and destroy. But I've come, this is Jesus saying, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. That life is there for you, ladies. That life is there for you through him. And the thief who comes to kill and destroy wants you to pay attention to the bad. He wants you to pay attention to to everything else that's oppressing you so that you don't see the other hand trying to give you life, right? He wants, the, the thief wants to steal from you. He wants to kill your dreams. He wants to kill everything that God has called and desired for you to have by having you pay attention to that instead of looking at the hand of God and saying, no, I have life. Here it is. And it's a life more abundant. But here's the thief pointing you to everything else. Oh, your bills ain't right, girl. You know, oh, that's not working. Oh, that person had an attitude with you, girl. Oh, that coworker, yep, he's coming after you. Oh, that coworker wants to do this. Oh, your marriage is in shambles, girl. Oh, your husband is oppressing you. Oh, this is happening. And he doesn't want you to see the hand that's saying, grab my hand. I have life for you. Grab my hand. I have a gift for you. And it's an abundant life. But if you grab my hand, if you want that life, you're going to have to listen to me. You're going to have to understand the season that you're in. You're going to have to follow my commands. When I say do this, you're going to have to do it. You know, you're going to have to do and get up when I say get up. You're going to have to follow me and obey my commands if you want that life, if you want that abundant life. And that's it right there, ladies. That's the thing that we have sometimes the battle with because our emotions come into play. Our feelings come into play, you know, just from a relationship standpoint, when we love somebody, right? I remember I, 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 there was a time I, I did everything to try to save my marriage. 
but obey God. <laughs> I did everything because I had a superficial relationship with him. It was on the surface. So I, I was like, okay, God, so if I do this for my husband, right? Um, you say if we submit, you know, he, he, uh, so I'm going to submit to him, right, God? And then you're going to come and, and, and you're going to save it, right? Or I'm okay, Lord. So I'm gonna. I'm not gonna wear makeup. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do this because then hopefully he will. Sub, uh, uh, he will submit to your will, and then uh, you'll work it out, right, God? And it didn't happen. It didn't happen that way because I was in the way. I was playing the game. I wanted to be in control of the entire situation because my emotions were involved. I didn't want to get embarrassed if the marriage didn't want to work out. Didn't work out. I didn't want to feel like I failed. So I came into play and I tried to, I tried to uh, create this whole master plan and I fell every single time when I did that. I looked a fool every single time. I lost years because I did that. I lost my mind at a point because I was doing that. I lost me because I was doing that. And the whole time, and I'm getting emotional saying this, the whole time, God had his hand out and he was like, I'm here. Follow me. I have the answer. I can save your marriage. And while I'm saving your marriage, but I want to save you. You're losing it. You're losing the life that I have for you because you're paying attention to the enemy that's trying to kill, steal, and destroy everything that I have in my hand right now for you. Follow me. Listen to my voice. As dark as it is, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a perfect analogy. As dark as life can get, right? You can't see. But when you listen to that voice, that voice is so clear. It cuts through the darkest places. And his hand is out. And he's saying, follow me. Follow me and I will give you rest. You don't have to hurt anymore. Just grab my hands. I did it for you already. I, I shed the blood for you already. So you don't have to shed blood. I cried out to God. It's my loudest voice. So you don't have to cry out. I took it all so that you don't have to take it all on your own. Grab my hand. Grab my hand. Know the season that you're in, ladies. Sometimes God will tell you to do things that is like out of this world. You're like, Lord, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid to grab your hand because I know if I grab your hand, I may lose my marriage. I'm afraid to trust you. I was there, ladies. I was afraid to trust God. I was afraid that I was going to lose everything. But the thing about it is I was paying attention to the the killer, the destroyer, because all I saw was destruction. All I saw was that my marriage would die. So that's all I kept thinking about. And that's all he wanted me to think about. That's all the devil wanted me to think about. But God was like, no, stop looking at that. I have the life. I have the life. Grab my hand. And so it, the pattern doesn't change, ladies. This was what was done in the very beginning when Adam and Eve was in the garden, the same exact situation. That's why I really chose Eve as the figurehead because really nothing has changed. Of course, years have gone by and we got technology, but the, it's the same thing. 
they were given two trees in the garden, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the moment the snake, that serpent, got her to pay attention to that tree of knowledge and good and evil, the tree of life did not look as appealing anymore. She was distracted at everything else that she thought she was going to get from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that the tree of life did not look appealing anymore. And she ate from the tree of knowledge and good and evil and real destruction, real death came into the world. And we are dealing with the same choice, ladies. Stop looking at the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge of good and evil will tell you your situation won't ever change. Knowledge of good and evil will tell you death is at your door. Knowledge of good and evil will tell you your marriage cannot be resuscitated. Knowledge of good and evil will tell you your children are done for. Knowledge of good and evil will tell you your life is over. Knowledge of good and evil will tell you your dreams are done. But that tree of life, that tree of life will tell you, I have overcome grab my hand. You too can overcome. You can have the life that I've called you to live. I can resuscitate your marriage. I can give life back into your dead situations. I can resurrect your dreams. I can create a better life for you. I can sustain and maintain everything that you need. I can watch over and protect your children. I can grab my hand. Ladies, grab his hand. Eat from the tree of life. Leave the tree of knowledge of good and evil alone. Yes, that's what we see all day long. But ladies, the tree of life is where it's at. I'm telling you, for someone that ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil for a very long time, when I finally tasted the tree of life. And I'm not talking about that superficial type of situation. I'm talking about real relationship with God. That tree of life has sustained me and is continuously sustaining me. So there's going to be times when you eat from that tree of life, you're not going to understand what God is doing. But if you trust him, if you obey what he's telling you, if you do it and follow him, Without any inhibitions or fear, because faith and fear cannot operate together. Just go with the flow and know that you will be okay. You will thrive. You will live. You will not die. Your dreams are not dead. Your family is not dead. Your husband is not. Those situations can be restored and repaired. Grab his hand. Grab his hand. Ladies, I hope that what I share today has inspired you and empowered you and encouraged you in some way. I know I got real emotional, but I couldn't help it. (laughs) It couldn't help it because I feel so strongly about this. A lot of us are living under oppression when we don't have to. A lot of the situations we chose to go into when we knew it wasn't the best situation. We knew that that tree of knowledge of good and evil was going to bring death, but we grabbed on and ate that fruit anyway. But he's given us an opportunity. 
He's as long as we have breath in our lungs and we are six feet above ground, we have the opportunity to grab that tree of life, to taste and see that God is good. I want you ladies to truly grab this um, message, story, whatever you want to call it. Hold on to it. Replay it as often as you need to replay it. Listen to it as often as you need to listen to it. On your bad days, continue to press play until you get the courage necessary in order to grab that hand. Grab that life, that abundant life that's in his hands. He has it for you. He designed it for you. He desired it for you. He fashioned you to have it. And ladies, that's where the podcast comes to an end. (laughs) I hope I didn't scare you off. (laughs) But I hope that this message really um, touches your heart. Because I truly believe the, the time is now. It's for such a time as this. The time is now. It is yours. It is yours. It is yours. Just grab onto it. Grab onto it. Ladies, I love you. The show notes, as you know, is where it's at. Keep in contact with us. Keep in contact with us. Message me if you ever need me. Um, Beingeve.podcast at gmail.com is where I am at. If you need me via email, Instagram, Facebook. You guys know the, uh, the Being Eve Facebook group is there for you as well. Join us. Join the community. Stay in contact. Um, continue to pray for me as I pray for you all and I will talk to you soon ladies